G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. This podcast is made available by Vision Christian Media, thanks to the generosity of our supporters. Your donation today means great podcasts like this remain available to help people look to God daily. Please make your donation today at vision.org.au. If you want to see your prayers answered in the affirmative, don't give up. The Lord invites you to ask. In fact, Pastor Greg Laurie would remind us the Lord says, keep asking. Keep seeking and keep knocking. Often in prayer, we'll pray for something once. We don't get it answered in the affirmative. We'll say, forget that. No, if we put so little heart in our prayer, should we expect God to put much heart in answering our prayers? We have to pray with passion. This is the day when the lost are found. said that Abraham Lincoln had an open-door policy for citizens. They could literally come right into the White House and talk with him. Now things have changed. Today, VIPs are universally unreachable, with one notable exception. Our God not only allows us to come to Him, He invites us to come to Him. In fact, He urges us. And today, on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie helps us to take full advantage of the open door that we call prayer. We all have prayed prayers that are not answered in the affirmative, and we've wondered why. Are there secrets to having your prayers answered in the affirmative? Well, let me say, I don't know that they're secrets. They're plainly declared in the Bible, but they might be secret to some because they haven't read the Bible. So let me try to unlock some secrets, if you will, to unanswered prayers or why our prayers are not answered. And we'll find those answers in what is often called the Lord's Prayer in Luke chapter 11. I love the Lord's Prayer. Most of us know it by heart. Uh, It's a prayer that we usually pull out in case of emergency, sort of like behind glass, break it out. This is a big one. Let's pray the Lord's Prayer. There's nothing wrong with that. It's a beautiful prayer to pray. But having said that, recognize that it's not just a great prayer to pray. It's a template or a model for all prayer, an infrastructure for prayer, if you will. Let's look at it together. Luke chapter 11. We read these words. It came to pass as Jesus was praying in a certain place, when he was done, one of his disciples came to him and said, Lord, teach us to pray. And Jesus said, when you pray, Say, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us day by day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive everyone who has sinned against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. 
Amen. The Lord's Prayer. Now we could just as easily call it the Disciples' Prayer. The Bible never calls it the Lord's Prayer. Jesus never had to pray this prayer himself because he never had to say to the Father, forgive me my sins as I forgive those who have sinned against us. So it's really for us more, but right out of the gate in the Lord's Prayer, we'll call it that, we discover this, that we need to acknowledge the greatness of God. It doesn't say our Father who art in heaven, give us this day our daily bread. It says our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So our prayer should start if you have the luxury of time. Now let's just say that you're out swimming and a great white shark is coming at you quickly. You can just pray help and cut to the chase. Okay, but under normal circumstances, when you have a little time, contemplate the power, awesomeness, and greatness of God. Why? Because when you see God in His greatness, you'll see your problems in their relative smallness. If you have a big God, you have small problems. If you have big problems, is your God too small? I'm not in any way not acknowledging that you might be facing a real crisis right now. I simply want to say this to you. God is bigger than your problem. Christ is greater than your crisis. So pray. And when you pray, take time to think about the power and awesomeness of God. And then that brings me to my next point. If you want God to say yes to your prayers, ask for His will to be done. Let me repeat that for emphasis. If you want God to say yes to your prayers, ask for His will to be done. Again, Jesus taught us to pray to the Father, your kingdom come, your will be done. Again, our Lord modeled this in the Garden of Gethsemane. I already mentioned it once. He said to the Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Listen, the objective of prayer is not to get God to do what I want Him to do. It's to get me into alignment with the will of God. And how do I discover the will of God? by reading the Bible. Back to one of those earlier principles I mentioned. If you want to be a growing Christian, you must read, study, memorize, and let God's Word impact your life. So listen, prayer is not getting my will in heaven. It's getting God's will on earth. 1 John 5.14 says, This is the confidence we have in Him. If we ask anything according to His will, He will hear us and we will have the petitions we brought before Him. Listen to this. Nothing lies outside of the reach of prayer except that which lies outside of the will of God. Prayer is surrender. It's where I'm surrendering to God. Now we come to personal petition. Verse 3 says, give us this day our daily bread. Isn't it an amazing thing that this almighty, all-powerful, all-knowing, loving God who created the universe has an interest in us personally? Why would he be concerned about that which concerns me? I don't know the answer, but Job 7.17 says, what is man that you make so much of him that you give him so much attention. I could come up with a lot of reasons, but I th think the simplest answer is the reason God cares is because He loves you. And listen to this. Not only does He love you, He loves to bless you. We think God's maybe sort of stingy with the blessings. I'm holding them back. You have to earn them. 
The very opposite of that. God loves to lavish His blessings upon you. Pour them out upon you. God loves to provide for you. Call out to Him. You're listening to A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie from Harvest Ministries in the U.S., And today, Pastor Greg is offering several practical suggestions toward a more successful and rewarding prayer life. It's a message called A Crash Course on Prayer. Number two, you must confess your personal sins. In the Lord's Prayer, as we call it, in this template for all prayer, Jesus said on a regular basis, just as surely as we ask God to provide our daily needs, our daily bread, we should ask Him to forgive our sin. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. We all sin more often than we think we sin. The Bible even says if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. So we need to repent of our sin on a regular basis and say, Lord, forgive me of my sins. Have you done that recently? I'll tell you this. Unconfessed sin can cut off your communication with God. Not your relationship. Because every one of us sins. But it can cut off communication. God says, my ear is not closed that I can't hear you. My hand's not heavy that I can't save you. But your sins have separated you from me. So sin is a barrier. We must confess our sin. And in addition to that, we must forgive others. Remember, Jesus says here in Luke eleven four, forgive us our sins and also forgive everyone who is indebted to us. Forgiven people should be forgiving people. God has forgiven you, therefore you should forgive others. Listen, forgiveness is the key to all relationships that are healthy and strong because we're all going to hurt one another. Sometimes intentionally, sometimes unintentionally. We're all going to fall short. We need to learn to keep short accounts and to extend forgiveness. Ruth Graham, the wife of Billy Graham, once said, the secret of a good marriage is that both people need to learn how to be good forgivers. Are you harboring a grudge against someone right now? You say, well, Greg, they've hurt me. Okay, but when you're harboring the grudge, who's being hurt more, them or you? You're the one carrying that resentment. You're the one being eaten up by your bitterness and anger. And it's time for you to forgive. Not just for their sake. They don't deserve it. Do it, hey, for your sake. It's been said when you forgive someone, you set a prisoner free yourself. You can get out of that jail of anger and bitterness and be free. Is there someone you need to forgive? The Bible says in Ephesians 4, 32, be kind tender-hearted toward one another, forgiving one another as God in Christ has forgiven you. Okay, one last principle. If you want to see your prayers answered in the affirmative, don't give up. Don't give up. Let me read a few more verses to you. Luke chapter 11, starting in verse five. Jesus said, which of you, if you have a friend who comes to him at midnight and says to him, friend, let me three loaves For a friend of mine has come to me on a journey and I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer from within and say, don't trouble me, the door is shut and my children are with me in bed. I can't rise and give it to you. I say to you, though he will not rise and give it to him because he's his friend, 
because of his persistence, he will rise and give him as much as he needs. So Jesus now concludes and says, So I say, ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door shall be opened to you. Be persistent in your prayer. Often in prayer we'll pray for something once. We don't get it answered in the affirmative. We'll say, well, forget that. No, Jesus is telling us to keep asking. It's interesting this phrase that he uses here, ask and then seek and then knock. There's an ascending intensity in these words. Ask, seek, knock. Ask implies just requesting attention. Sort of like when you're in a restaurant and um, have you ever noticed that you can't find the server when you want to order? But then when you're not ready, right in the middle of a conversation, can I, can I take your order? Oh, uh, uh, well, well I'm, we're not sure. We'll have iced tea. Okay, and then they leave you for one month or something like that. So you need their attention. So they're walking by, excuse me, uh, excuse me, uh, excuse me, could you help me? That's asking. See, it's polite. But then the next word is seek. That means asking plus action. Like, I really need you to come over here and help me right now. You're taking it to the next level. And finally, there's knock. That speaks of persevering. The stacking of these words is extremely forceful. It could better be translated, keep asking, keep seeking, keep knocking. So I come to the Lord and I'm praying about this, but, but I, I, I'm gonna keep praying. I'm gonna pray again. I'm gonna pray again. I'm gonna pray again. Listen to this. If we put so little heart in our prayer, should we expect God to put much heart in answering our prayers? We can't just offer some flippant, save the world, Lord, and move on. We have to pray with passion. So don't give up. I know some of you have been praying about something for a long time. Don't give up. Maybe you're single and you wonder if the Lord's ever gonna provide that husband or wife. Don't give up on that. Maybe you've been trying to have children and, and you feel like it'll never happen. Well, don't give up on that dream. Maybe you have a heart to start a ministry someday and you think, well, it will never happen. Keep praying about it. Don't give up. Maybe you have a prodigal son or daughter who's wandered away and they just seem to get harder with each year that passes. Don't give up. Keep seeking. Keep asking. Keep knocking. Be persistent. Keep praying. Only a Christian can have a prayer life. Anybody can pray. Even an atheist can pray. But only a Christian can have what we would call this prayer life that God wants us all to have. But the reality is we're all separated from God by our sin. But the good news is, is 2,000 years ago, God sent his son, Jesus Christ, to this earth to be born in a manger, then to live a perfect life, then to die for us on the cross and rise again from the dead so we could have a relationship with God. And that communication we have with him is through prayer. Jesus told a story, and I'll close with this, of two men that went to pray. One was described as a Pharisee. That would be someone who was very religious, someone who knew the Bible very well, and also a person who seemed to be pretty self-righteous. And then a tax collector or a publican went to pray with him. Two men, one outwardly perceived as a religious dude, the other perceived as the low-life non-believer. And the religious man, the Pharisee, prayed this. God, I thank you that I'm not like other men. Man, you know your prayers are messed up when you say something like that. 
And he went on to boast of all that he did. I fast twice a week. I give tithes on all that I possess. Blah, blah, blah. Guess what? His prayer was not heard by God. Meanwhile, that sinner, who knew he was a sinner, simply said this to God. God, be merciful to me, a sinner. And a better translation would be, God, be merciful to me, the sinner. He knew he was the worst of the lot. He wouldn't even lift his eyes up. He just beat his chest. He was so ashamed. Jesus said, that man, speaking of the sinner, went away justified, not the other man, because his heart was in the right place. Listen, God knows you're a sinner, and you know you're a sinner, and God has a solution for your sin, and it's forgiveness through his son, Jesus Christ. If you will turn from your sin and put your faith in Jesus, he will come and take residence in your heart. Jesus Christ, who died on that cross and rose again from the dead, stands at the door of your life and he knocks and he says, if you'll hear his voice and open the door, he'll come in. Would you like Jesus to come into your life right now? Would you like him to forgive you of your sin? Would you like this relationship with God where you can start having a prayer life? It can happen through prayer. And in a moment, I'd like to lead you in the simplest of prayers. And I would ask you to pray it after me. You could pray it out loud if you like. You can pray it quietly. But just pray this prayer to God if you want Christ to come and live inside of you and if you want this relationship with the Lord. Bow your head with me right now and pray these words if you would. Just pray, Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner, but I know that you're the Savior who died on the cross for my sin and rose again from the dead. Jesus, come into my life now. I choose to follow you from this moment forward as my Savior and Lord, as my God and my friend. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Important prayer from Pastor Greg Laurie today here on A New Beginning. And if you've just prayed with Pastor Greg and you ask Jesus to forgive you of your sins and be your saviour, we'd love to follow up with you and send you something called our New Believers Growth Packet. It'll be a great help to get you started living as a Christian. We'll be glad to send it to you free of any charge or obligation. It'll answer some of the questions you might have and help you build a solid foundation for your faith. Just ask for the New Believers Growth Packet when you contact us on 1-800-00-5011. Well, tomorrow, Pastor Greg launches a brand new series called What Every Growing Christian Needs to Know. Some practical insight to take our walk with God to the next level. Hope you can join us same time tomorrow on A New Beginning. Now for a copy of Pastor Greg's full message from today, get in touch with Vision Christian Store. It was called A Crash Course on Prayer. Just go to visionstore.org.au or call 1-800-00-5011. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.